Daniel Wilkes joins us on this episode of What's Next. He is the EMEA Area Vice President of Solution Sales, Employee Workflow at ServiceNow. Daniel, fantastic to join us on the line from the UK. Great to have you with us and thank you for your time. Um, good, to, good to connect with you. Um, firstly, how are things in the UK? Um, you Moving into winter, we've got a beautiful summer over here. We promise not to talk sport, cricket, or rugby, or football on our side. Uh, how are things on the on your side? All good, thanks. So, uh, listen, uh, thanks for the welcome. It's great to be here with you. Um, it, yeah, heading into the winter here, it's definitely, uh, mind you, it's actually still quite mild. So with all the uh, the energy prices at the moment, no one's had to put the heating on yet. So that does make a big difference. So, uh, yeah, we're okay. Um, yeah. Busy time. Listen, I, I hope it stays. I hope it stays mild because uh, you know we know what the energy crisis is at the moment, uh, globally, of course. Now you lead the business at ServiceNow for employee experience. Now you know today we hear in this world about customer experience. It's you know experiences are real, um, and customers' experiences are very important. But employee experiences in the workplace is basically keeping everybody happy and how important it is. Can you tell me a little bit more about your business and, um, and, and the challenges your team are looking to help customers address? Yeah, I mean, you're spot on. At, at, at a high level, um, as you said, I, I lead the business across Europe, Middle East and Africa for uh, those capabilities that ServiceNow have. And, and the reason that we have those capabilities and we, and we see them so in demand from our clients is I, I don't think I talk to any organization in any industry or sector that's not grappling uh, with, with how they deliver uh, great experiences to their employees and how they really enable their, their organization to do their best work. Um, you know, it's a cliche, uh, but there is a, a war for talent out there. Uh, employees have choice. Uh, there are typically more job openings than there are candidates e even in challenged economies that we're seeing at the moment there are uh, more openings than there are candidates and what we're trying to do is is help our clients um, find attack attract onboard retain talent and give them the optimal experiences that really increase organizational efficiency uh, and productivity uh, to allow people to do their best work. And there is a, a direct impact uh, on the bottom and the top line when organizations do that successfully. Fantastic. So if I had to meet you on a train uh, going and commuting and I say, well, what do you what do? You, do? Um, you, you say, I work for ServiceNow. And I say, what on earth does ServiceNow do? How would you describe it? So, I mean, really what we do uh, as ServiceNow is we are, we, we enable organizations to connect the dots, if I would say. Uh -huh. So uh, typically, uh, generically in ServiceNow, we, we see our clients have invested in a range of technologies that might be best of breed technologies in their own individual domains. But when we, when we talk to those clients, we find they have a requirement for processes which transcend those different technologies, that they have processes that run right the way across the enterprise. And we allow organizations to connect the dots and provide an exceptional user experience to, to employees uh, that enable them okay. to do their best work and, and provide better external service. So that's effectively what we do. We turn systems... I love, I love it into systems of action. 
Yeah, I love it. You know, connecting the dots really puts it into perspective. But you know, that that's that's the high level. Now, if we if we drill down just a little bit, uh, are there any specific trends and demands that you are seeing happening in your market? And I imagine that. You know, these kind of demands and trends are probably globally, we're seeing this across the globe, right? Yeah, definitely. Uh, there are certainly some uh, some macro uh, trends uh, that we're seeing. So, I mean, I talked about the overall um, emphasis on it, the employee domain, and it's right back on top of the, the C-suite agenda. Um, so I think talent is a, is a macro trend. A couple of other things, though. We're, we're, we're seeing demand from clients for what I would call kind of unified services uh, to their their employees. So uh, I'm an employee, I, I need some help um, to be able to get my job done effectively. I, I shouldn't have to think about which system I go to or have some institutional knowledge of the organization that I work for to be able to go and get the help that I need. I should just be able to get that help when I need it and not be having to translate mm. where I go to, who I ask. Um, I need something which is going to allow me to uh, be productive and be effective more rapidly. So I would say uh, a unified service experience to employees that brings it all together and simplifies it for the employee, but, but in doing so makes them more productive and allows them to, to focus more on higher value work. Okay, So I think that's one thing is, is the unified service experience. Um, secondly, I think hybrid work is a trend which is here to stay. Uh, if we go back a year or two post-pandemic, we talked about it a lot as the, the return to work, but actually now it's, it's the future of work. And um, with hybrid work being here to stay, and, and it's different by industry, uh, it's m maybe more pronounced in, in certain industries than others. And if we look at you know financial services, for example, they would probably have a greater blend of people working remotely and working in an office. Um, but how do we provide very consistent experiences to our employees so that they get the same work experience wherever and however they're working and we enable them to be productive wherever they're working? And again, it comes back to that point of it shouldn't rely on um, an institutional knowledge of the organization that you're working for if we can provide a, a consistent user experience to employees to find the information they need to get work done wherever and however they're working um, that that boosts productivity so consistency boosts productivity is a real theme i often talk to our our clients about and then i think the final yeah. one is we know all this um, is taking place uh, in, a, in a massive domain of cost consciousness, right? We know the macroeconomic factors mm. that are going on at the moment. So when we talk about employee experience, we're very much talking about that from, from an experience domain around employee expectations are increased versus where we were a few years ago and employees may vote with their feet if they don't have a good working experience. But actually by delivering a better and more efficient employee experience, um, this absolutely plays to the, the operational excellence domain and organizational efficiency. And there is a, a direct cost benefit to organizations in doing so. And a top line benefit if we're enabling those employees to provide better service to, to customers. So I think there's some of the, the kind of big trends that we're seeing. 
Now, that's very interesting. And of course, uh, the, the productivity is the one that kind of ties all of that in because you need to have a productive workforce that, of course, will add value to what you're doing in your organization. But many clients will be watching this uh, right now, Daniel, and they'll be saying, well, you know, can't we do this ourselves? We can use our, our, our core human capital management system, you know, the HCM system that everybody talks about. Isn't that meant to address all of these HR-related requirements that you've spoken about? Does it mean that uh, organizations now have to go in and replace their core HR systems, for example? No, it's a, it's a great question. Um, and, and, and the short answer is um, it's, it's not about replacing uh, core systems. I think we talked in the intro about connecting the dots. So uh, what we're talking about here is really extending the value from those investments that, that clients have already made. But the reason that we, we don't feel this can be done within, purely within those systems is that the processes we interact with or the processes we execute as employees uh, typically go, go far beyond uh, HR mm. systems. Uh, they are enterprise processes that run right the way across an organization. And even even processes that might look like a straightforward HR process, actually not HR processes. So uh, one of the very simple examples we often use is if we look at onboarding of a new employee into an organization, it's the, the employee's first impression of an organization. Uh, it's really important to to make a strong first impression, get them productive as quickly as possible, but also retain those employees because uh, recruiting and onboarding is one of the most expensive processes an organization can go through. Um, but that onboarding process is not purely an HR process that lives within the HR system. There are maybe legal dependencies, thinking about contracts. There are maybe IT dependencies as we're provisioning equipment, security if we're looking at like accesses, maybe learning to think about um, uh, some learning modules that might need to be done before joining and, and when employees come on board from a compliance perspective, uh, payroll. So there are lots of different systems that uh, a process would need to interact with and that doesn't live in one domain. And I think that's the thing for us is that we, we look for the opportunity to work with our clients to identify those kind of those kind of journeys and those processes mm. that really transcend those individual applications and bring it all together in one engagement layer and optimizing processes to, to maximize consistency and efficiency. Mm. That makes perfect sense. And of course, as well, is that, you know, when you look at the, the, the digitization jump that has happened just in the last two and a half years since COVID. It's been a it's been a, a massive jump that businesses have had to digitize processes and move ahead. And I sometimes think organizations' core competency in the HR department isn't necessarily uh, equipped to deal with those kind of things. And 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 the focus, as you mentioned, is that on the enterprise level because there has been a significant jump in the last uh, you know two and a half years since this pandemic hit mm. hit us globally. Can you tell me more about? Um, what ServiceNow does to enable a better experience for employees. And, and of course, I, I'd like you to touch on those tangible benefits, what, what, those, what those might be. Yeah, I know, you, and again, you raise a great point because um, I think if you look at the employee domain, it's very easy to think about that as an, in, an internal cost center. 
and think about what the tangible benefits are, but uh, this is intrinsically linked uh, to operational effectiveness and you know operational excellence in terms of internal cost models, but also uh, how organizations can deliver better customer service or a public sector organization better citizen service. So I think we, we start by connecting the dots in the way that, that we described before. And we, we look for ways that uh, we can eliminate inefficiencies in process. So there might be manual processes which are laborious, inefficient, but they can also be, they can also create maybe um, compliance risks. So again, if you're a mm. bank, that's really important. If you're onboarding someone, you need to know that you've gone through the right process, you've done the right training. If you're offboarding someone, how do you ensure that you've revoked accesses and all those kind of things? And actually you're doing that in a very consistent way. So um, looking for ways to, um, to define the process uh, and optimize that process and make sure that we eliminate inconsistencies and, and manual process is a key part of the business case for reducing cost, but also improving compliance. Um, mm. And in doing so, we enable those employees to, as I said before, spend time on higher value work. I think one of the other things that we, we allow is, um, and it is a, it's a wider trend, is that organizations are looking for some element of, um, of harmonization of systems. So it's not about getting rid of applications that they've already invested in, but typically what they would like to do is enable employees to go to one place to work, to find what they need rather than having to toggle between lots of different applications and spending time. Where do I need to go for this thing? How do I find that? Mm. And so one of the things that we do is we, we, we mask the complexity that may exist behind the scenes by providing this engagement layer and allowing people to get to, to detail faster. But it is, there's also a, a business case behind that because it is allowing that kind of application harmonization that, that has a cost benefit to our clients as well. Okay, so, so if I'm looking specifically at uh, the support functions in my particular organization, how can this now sort out, um, you know, how can this sort of, you know, the, the technology benefit that, uh, that my team of workers need, how, how does that enable that? Yeah, you think you may be like the, like the agents, for example, um, in the support yeah. functions. Yeah, so um, a couple of ways, really. So... Part of it is about enabling employees to self-serve more effectively before they even reach an agent because th those, those roles are there to serve employees. But actually, if we're finding a lot of routine inquiries going through to agents in the first place, a lot of those could be, could be handled by employees themselves. So some of it is about deflecting uh, those kind of inquiries away from the support teams and reducing the instance of routine inquiries going through to very capable teams again who could be focused on the more impactful work the more impactful um, uh, support to the organization so i think that's that's part of it is enabling employees to find what they need get answers to the queries uh, that they have themselves and actually avoid the engagement uh, with with the agents um, in the first place um, and there's a really great example of, of a client uh, we were working with in Norway, um, and they implemented uh, our service portal uh, for, uh, for, their, for their employees. 
and we heard some really great feedback within the first couple of days of go live of how it was freeing up time for very busy and overloaded HR agents uh, following the implementation because employees were able to find what they needed. So uh, that was a really great example of some direct customer feedback. But then if it, if it does need to go to an agent and there will be times when employees have more complex requirements and they can't self-serve and they really do need help, there's a couple of ways there that uh, we, can, we can really help those personas too. So, one would be um, using tools, we've got something called the agent workspace, which is where you, you bring all the, the data uh, together and all, all the information on an employee case into one place. And the agent can use that to be able to serve the employee more efficiently and more effectively and communicate through chat with the employee and, and look to resolve the case uh, efficiently but also using some of the capabilities like um, natural language capabilities and AI to help agents get to the source of a solution themselves more quickly. So in a similar concept to the self-service uh, for the employees, this is almost assisted service for the agents to try and help them diagnose and try and help them serve their employees more effectively uh, too. So a couple of areas there that uh, we really, I think we alleviate pressure on very busy support mm. teams, but also do it in a more efficient way. Again, driving operational excellence. Yeah, I guess uh, I guess we're all looking at ways that we can take, uh, you know, the friction. You know, the, yeah. the less friction there is in an organisation, the, the 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 smoother things run, right? And uh, and that's what I'm hearing from you from you over there. But are there are there any specific groups that these uh, technologies can really help? For example. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think we typically break it into uh, uh, in, into three groups, really. So we, we, we look at the employee themselves, of course. So, you know, we're, we're trying to benefit the employee and actually, you know, a subset of the employee um, is those those agents, those supporting agents, because if they're overloaded, um, it, it doesn't allow them to do their best work and it doesn't, um, you know, create an environment for them where they're feeling positive about work. So you've got the employee overall as a persona. I think the, the other persona specifically in the organizations that we, we've looked at is the role of the manager um, in an organization. Mm -hmm. So we, we think that was an underserved persona uh, within our clients uh, to, to look at with a very specific set of requirements. And what I mean by that is that um, in most organizations, you know, leaders and managers get into those roles because they've been successful as individual contributors. And what we want those leaders to be doing is actually spending the majority of their time with their teams, coaching their teams, you know, imparting the, the wisdom and the knowledge that they've acquired themselves over the years. But actually, if you, if you look at many of the processes and the policies that, uh, that, that leaders need to execute, a danger is that they spend more time trying to understand those policies mm -hmm. and processes and ensuring compliance than they do actually on the high value work of really coaching the team around around the subject matter that, that they're working on. So, um, for example, we, we have an offering called Manager Hub, which is very much focused on uh, meeting the needs of the manager persona. And um, we're looking to help them navigate the complexity in an organization uh, again, more efficiently so they can spend more time serving their team in the way that is going to add most impact. And if you look at some of the processes that, that managers 
are expected to execute. Some of those are not daily processes. They may arise by exception. So it's not reasonable to expect a manager to, to always know the details. So again, they might be going asking for help on those processes from support teams. But part of what we're doing with the Now platform is actually providing those guided pathways uh, to those managers around those processes and actually guiding them through the process so again they can spend more time with their teams. And also in the world of hybrid work, it's also a tool for um, managing many of the tasks that are going on within your team. You can build a dashboard of essential items that need to be completed across your team and for yourself that is a, a way to kind of boost productivity for leaders. So, so managers are a particular persona. Uh, that we've mm. that we've really looked at, and um, and then ultimately, this is about addressing uh, the needs of the organisation, you know, and creating value for the organisation as a whole. Okay, that makes sense. I, I guess one of the frustrations with technology is, uh, you know, uh, you're always talking to a bot or you're talking to a piece of technology, when you're actually just one to speak to somebody that can really help you. So the question is, can end users still have that functionality to be able to talk to somebody if they really need help? Yeah, completely. Um, and I think um, one, of the, uh, one of the key themes is about consistency of experience to the employee, no matter how they're accessing uh, that, that requirement for support. And um, so whether they might be trying to self-serve, you know, whether it's through mobile or a web portal or a telephone call, um, it's really important they get a consistent level of experience. But um, naturally, there are certain requirements that employees will have that will be more complex or more sensitive and mm. will require um, more detailed support and, you know, can't be done via self-service. Um, so um, that's where, you know, the, the agents typically typically come in and we talked around you know how we support agents and the agent workspace but, but part of it as well is even using uh, natural language capabilities to understand where certain requirements might be more sensitive and might need to go straight to an agent rather than trying to let a customer uh, to an employee uh, try to resolve it themselves so so yeah absolutely it's recognizing that there's not not a one-size-fits-all um, mentality mm -hmm. that we have to provide a, a a consistent experience no matter what the channel and and provide the mechanism to yeah let's let's deflect the very routine cases where where we can but actually where there are more complex cases let's make sure that people find the expertise that they need and get past to the right people so completely and i think okay. a big part of that is about employees initiating that from where they're working at the time so uh, this is not a, necessarily about creating a whole different tool set. If, if they're using a tool like Microsoft Teams, how can they initiate that request for help where they're working rather than toggling to something else? And that, that's a real ah. trend that we see as well. Okay. Well, I guess one needs to look at the entire ecosystem, right? Because that's an organization and everything has its own cogs and operates in, in, in different ways. And my question, I guess, is does, does employee experience link to other areas in that particular ecosystem that might be of strategic importance to, to your customers? Definitely. Uh, and I think this is a, a, a theme I use a lot when I'm talking to clients as well, is about that, um, 
that link, that intrinsic link between uh, employee experience and other domains which are really important to our clients. So, for example, um, we talked about the importance of delivering a great employee experience because of the, the, the war for talent, etc. But actually, you can't deliver an exceptional customer service if you're not enabling great employee experience because if your employees are are sidetracked on internal issues or finding it harder to get work done, there is a direct impact on how that translates into delivering customer service. So that's one example. Uh, I also talk about things like risk and compliance. Um, again, really big in certain industries like financial services, maybe versus some others. Um, but thinking about that consistency of process and consistency of experience uh, that eliminates, reduces risk. Um, and I think there are also elements to uh, a wider agenda around ESG even. Mm. Um, so how do you ensure um, uh, consistency and equity of experience to all employees, however they're working, wherever they're working. Uh, some of our capabilities around workplace service management really play into that, that, uh, that ESG agenda as well. And then ultimately, this all plays back to an operational excellence agenda as well. So this is about how do you, you know, we talked about the macroeconomic factors at the moment. Um, so all, all organizations are more cost conscious than, than they might have been. How, how do you take cost out of the equation? And, and for example, if we're enabling uh, employees to self-serve, that's a cheaper channel than uh, an employee putting a call in uh, to a call center, it's a cheaper channel than having to call in uh, assistance face to face. So if we can take some of those uh, those requirements for employees that they have day to day and actually enable them to, to self-serve, that's a cheaper channel. So that then plays to uh, an operational efficiency and, and, and cost dimension as well. So like I said before, it really hits the top line in terms of providing uh, the interlink with an exceptional customer service. And it plays to the risk agenda and the compliance agenda, but also hits the bottom line as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I guess customers will probably, and you probably get asked this question quite a bit of times, quite a few times rather, is that, look, I've got my own technology stack over here. Uh, is there any value in, for example, integrating ServiceNow into existing collaboration tools, which customers might already have invested substantial of money in. Um, and I'm just thinking, and you, you touched on it earlier, if you know, I've already got something like Microsoft Teams in my organization, uh, is there value in integrating ServiceNow if I've already got that? Definitely. And, it, and it, it's, it's at the heart, I think, of our, our overall value proposition for ServiceNow where we started, um, but very specific on employee experience as well. So, I mean, first of all, it's about recognizing uh, that our customers have, have made those technology investments in different areas. And it's about how we, how we leverage those investments and bring the best to bear alongside connecting the dots and allowing those, um, the automation and the, the, the efficient processes that we've been talking about. So first of all, I think it's recognizing mm -hmm. those investments that have been made, and this is not about replacing existing um, applications. It's very much about working around and bringing the best out of those investments. And then, you know, specifically, if you if you look at something like uh, collaboration tools like Microsoft Teams, um, we use the example of 
the acceleration of digital transformation, uh, particularly on the back of the pandemic a couple of years ago, you know, we, we saw an ex a rapidly accelerated digital transformation and we know those tools uh, are ubiquitous. They're, they're very commonly used. And this is the way that employees like to work. So this is playing to the theme of meeting employees where they're at uh, and allowing mm. them to not disrupt the flow of the work and be able to trigger uh, requests for help or requests for information where they're at. So if an employee is working in Microsoft Teams, we enable them to, to trigger those requests right there. So if they want to um, check their holiday balance, you know, they, they don't have to come out of Microsoft Teams and go into a, an HR system to be able to go and do that. They could trigger that request directly through Microsoft Teams. If they need help with something, they can trigger that request right there, right then. And that's really important in terms of not disrupting the flow of work and meeting the employee where they're at. And it plays back to the, the hybrid work scenario because you know tools like Teams, uh, very powerful on mobile. So enabling employees to really request that help wherever they are and in the flow of the work because of all the research shows, uh, every time somebody gets distracted in the flow of their work, how long it takes them to get back mm. into that flow. And again, you can uh, attribute a, a productivity benefit to that. So this is really about building around those existing investments um, and those, you know, those very powerful collaboration tools like Teams uh, that we know are ubiquitous uh, in, in the market and allowing our customers to infuse that in, in terms of the way they operate. Yeah. What a fascinating chat. I'm learning so much uh, uh, from our discussion, Daniel. And before I let you go, um, I, I want to ask you if you can just leave us with, you know, three takeaways that uh, that you want people to you know go away after watching this and let it let them think about these three takeaways. What are the three key points that you'd like to uh, bring across? I think probably number one theme for me I often talk about is consistency boosts performance. So a um, couple of different ways we can explore that. So uh, consistency of um, experience to employees um, in terms of however, wherever they're working, whether they're hybrid, in an office, working from home, giving everybody the same experience in a consistent manner boosts performance because you're not differentiating between people who are in an office or people who might be working remotely. Uh, whether you're a, a desk worker or a deskless worker, that consistency boosts experience or boosts performance. But it also plays back to that point around eliminating risk or reducing risk mm. in the organization. If you have um, a, a manual process that could be prone to error or interpretation um, that is potentially a source of risk. So if, if we can template those processes and execute those processes in a way which is consistent, it helps to reduce risk uh, for the client. So consistency definitely boosts performance. Um, I think secondly, we, we talked around building around existing investments and all the best of breed applications. So we talked about the collaboration tools a couple of moments ago. But we also talked earlier around different applications, whether that's core human capital management systems, whether it's learning systems, payroll systems, all the different uh, applications that we as employees interact with on a day-to-day -day basis. 
This is around about building around those and extending the value uh, from those investments and then using those those fabulous collaboration tools to really facilitate the way that uh, employees get work done and can be more effective. Um, and then finally, I think it comes back to uh, the point we were touching on, which is there's such an intrinsic link between employee experience and other areas of organizational success, like customer service, like risk and compliance, like operational efficiency. Um, I think that for me is, is really connecting the dots between those different areas because this is not about providing a, a nice experience for employees because it's a nice thing to do. Uh, delivering an exceptional employee experience is an imperative because of the impact it has on those other areas and you, you can't deliver right. great customer service you can't be efficient uh, as an organization if you're not addressing the requirements for efficiency around the employee domain so i think they're probably the three things for me fascinating fascinating discussion thank you for sharing those insights daniel wilkes who is the emir area vice president of solution sales Employee Workflow at ServiceNow, uh, joining us uh, from the UK this morning. Thank you very, very much for your time, Daniel, and uh, wishing you a great day further. Pleasure. Great to speak to you. Thanks, Aki. Likewise. Thank you, Daniel.